Hi, I'm Pastor Chris with Pure Church in Fort Pierce, Florida. We're so excited for you to join us for our family series called My House, where pastors Nick and Misty discuss the foundations of a family in Christ. They discuss marriage, children, vision, and much more. Hope you all enjoy the series. Thanks for helping me. I need to have my I was going. I need to have my messed up moment now. Okay, go ahead. Because you delivered your thing, I gotta deliver my thing. Because you don't even do you know what just happened? What? You see. Okay, so let me tell you. What you said was great too. <laughs> Psalm <laughs> Oh, help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Psalm 1. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked. You want to get a little better? Or stand around with sinners. See, it's not enough just to not be wicked. I'm not smoking. I'm not drinking. I'm not living that lifestyle. You can't hang around with people that live in that lifestyle. You've got to separate yourself from that environment and put yourself in a holy environment. Welcome to the house of God. You've got to walk away from the things that have held you back, and you've got to walk to God. And the thing that's going to change you is the people you hang around. Right? And so this environment is more important than any environment that you have in your life. Because what you get here is going to keep you centered. And you cannot allow the enemy to pull you out. Not for money. Not for emotion. Not for tiredness. Not with, I'm too busy. That's all distraction. The end of the day, Jesus is returning. And it's not your work that's going to get you ready for his return. It's nothing else is getting you ready for his return, but the people that God has called to prepare the body for his return. Can you say amen? Amen. And so standing here today, I'm watching where I was and where I am. But that whole journey that I've had over 30 years isn't so that I can just stand in this place and be like, ooh, I made it. The whole purpose of the trip was to bring other people with you. And I don't don't know if any of you recognize what happened today. But what happened today was God hooked us up in the spirit to go after the harvest. There was an anointing and a grace released to reach our city today. Right here in this place. Because if your heart isn't broken for the lost, you'll never care. And it's one thing for my heart to be broken, but her heart needs to be broken too. Because actually our mess, what we're about to teach today just happened before we preached it. And that's what happens around these parts of the woods. Is that the word, the word manifests before we preach the word. So the very thing we were going to deliver to you today already happened in us as a sign that the word of God is coming now to the body. It's being broken and it's being handed to you in pieces. 
and you have to receive your part. Each person has a part to play in the body, right? We received the body of Christ today. It was broken and handed to the people. Each one of us have a part to play in God's plan in this community, right? You're not here by accident. You're here because God brought you here. I know there's people missing, whatever. But... That's okay, you'll get it when they come in. Exactly. If we all got it, when they get here, they just come in. So, family, let me tell you where we're going. Those of you joining in online, yoo-hoo, welcome. Yoo-hoo! Um, where we're going this summer is we're going to rally the young people, and we're going to get them fired up. Yes. We're lighting tails. We're lighting tails. And we have, I'm, we have redone the entire program of summer camp, have we not? I was like, they are these. We have mandated these counselors to to preach to these kids. I I released Chris. I said, "Go for it, buddy. Go for it. Light these teenagers on fire. You got 50 of them. Light them up." Yes. And I'm telling you, it is gonna cause a youth movement to go through this county like you've never seen before. I'm believing God for it. Not only that, but I'm believing that their parents are gonna get on fire. We're gonna have revival. Yes. We are gonna have revival. We're gonna see it. Who wants to see it? Yes. So anytime, there's always another generation that God awakens. The Lord showed it to me this way. He, he showed me that when you get saved, you start encountering God, right? And experiencing God. But when you're through the process and you help somebody else find God, the wave hits them and the splash hits you. Are you with me? So where we are right now, we're about to see the wave of God hit another generation, and we're the ones that are going to get hit with the overspray of that wave. And our, our part in this move is to protect it so that the move of God isn't, isn't destroyed, in a sense. Because you have to protect what God is doing. And there's a movement coming to the youth in this community that's going to wreck everything. We've, we haven't just started working on this. We've been working on this for 20 years. Since the Lord brought us together, put that other wave logo up for me. From the beginning, I had an encounter with the Lord. So this is the church logo, but the Club Pure logo is a wave in a teardrop. Right? It's a tidal wave and a teardrop. And the reason we created that logo, that one right there, the reason we created that logo is because I had a dream where I woke up at 3 a.m. in the morning. 3 a.m. in the morning, I'm, I'm asleep. I sit up in my bed wide awake. And I'm sitting there, and I have an open vision, and I see an ocean in front of me, and the next thing I'm in the ocean. Like I'm in an ocean. It's like as real as can be. And I'm in this ocean and it's dark water. And I look to my left and all I see is dark, choppy, dangerous water. You can't see anything underneath you. You're feeling fear. You're afraid. You're alone. I look to the right, dark, choppy water. 
And then I look in front of me and I start looking up and I see this huge tidal wave getting ready to crash on me and destroy me, take me out. And I was so afraid. I was so shaken. I got out of bed. I went out to the porch and I prayed. I, just, I prayed and I prayed and I prayed. Because when you have an encounter with God like that, you don't know what it means. All you know is you're getting ready to be destroyed and you're like, God, save me and deliver me from this thing. So while I'm praying, the Lord speaks to me and tells me to go to Elsabee, who was is our spiritual covering, and have her pray with me to get rid of things in my life. Things from my childhood years, things I said. The Lord showed me several things that I needed prayer for. So that next morning, like 7.30, 8 o'clock in the morning, I'm calling her and saying, I need prayer. I'm coming over. So I go over there, and I deal with the things that the Lord tells me to deal with. And then when she prays for me, I go back into the vision. I go back into the vision, and I'm in the ocean again, and I see the hand of the Lord come out of the sky, go into the ocean, and pull me up. And as he pulls me out of the water, color starts coming into the picture. And I'm standing on the hand of the Lord, riding a tidal wave towards the city. And family, I'm here to tell you, there is a move of God coming. And we're going to see that move in our city. But your heart has to be broken. It's in the, it's in the weeping. It's in your heart being broken. It's in the tears that God breaks your heart, right? That causes the tidal wave to come. And there has to be our heart being broken for the lost. That's why when you come to the cross and you repent, there's tears in laying stuff down, but it causes a move of God in your life. It causes a breakthrough in your life. That's why those with clean hands and pure hearts will see God. Because the minute that you repent of those things and lay those things down, as my wife was talking about, you see the breakthrough. And there's a move of God coming to the city. And when something has you captive, because sometimes you'll be like, all right, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live this life for God. But then you still have this, this thing still has you captive, so you do it in secret. You hide. You can put the waves back, it's fine. You know? But when you keep seeking the Lord and saying, God... I don't want to do this anymore, but I keep doing this, but I'm doing it in secret. God still sees it. You know, you're just hiding it from everyone else because you don't want everyone else to know what's happening, right? Well, it, all it takes is when you continue to seek God, when something has you captive, he comes down and he just tells you one word. You have a root of rebellion in you. Whatever it takes, whatever that word is, if he whispers straight to you and then all of a sudden you never do it again. Literally, when the Lord showed me that, I never, ever picked up another pack of cigarettes. It just, I never had the desire to go back there and do that again. Amen. Amen. So, in 2009, when the Lord spoke to us to start Club Pure, you know, that didn't just happen. We didn't just start Club Pure because, yeah, let's start a youth center. No, we didn't start the church just because, oh, we've got nothing better to do. Let's start a church. Now, I had an encounter with the Lord, and the Lord put a vision on the inside of me, and He showed me how to lead people out of Egypt through the wilderness and into the promised land. He showed me how to take people out of uh, living for themselves, living for their own will, through a season wilderness into the will of the Father. And that was the foundation for the ministry. And then the Lord spoke to me in an encounter, took me to the cross, and Jesus Himself called me, to start the ministry. 
Jesus is still calling disciples. He's still calling people to do his works in the earth. He finds a man and a woman that he can work through. He finds people that he can work through. But you have to be fully surrendered to the work of God. You have to give your life to something. Galatians 2.20 says, It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So your old way of living is dead. You take that to the cross and you say, I'm not allowing the devil to steal from me anymore through these different areas of living an unholy life. That's the enemy's way to bring destruction. It is like bait. There's this lure. Temptation is a bait. It looks good, but there's a hook in it. And it's going to pull you into destruction and death. And you have to get out of that thing. And the only way to get unhooked is at the cross. That's where God breaks you free. Can you say amen? And so, you know, the Lord spoke to us to take the vision that he'd given us and start it. Well, when I had spoken to Misty about it, she looked at me sideways. She's like, no. I said, babe, the Lord spoke to me. I had an encounter with the Lord. We're, we're going to start a church, and we're going to sell everything. And we're, we're just, we're, and she's like, no way. It I'm is. like, just because he spoke to the woman in the Bible doesn't mean he's going to speak to you the same way. That's not happening. To the rich, who was that? Um, who are you talking? The person that gave all their stuff away. Yeah. To follow Jesus was it the rich young ruler? Yeah, he said, "Sell everything that you have, and give it to the poor and follow me." Yeah, and I was like, "No, that was the word to him, <laughs> not us." You know, so little did I know that's exactly what happened. So, anyways, the Lord showed up to me, showed up in my in the room at like three a.m. and I'm like, "Babe, she, the Lord's in the room. Wake up." Wake up. And he's like, I don't see it. I don't feel it. I'm like, I'm telling you, God's in the room. He showed me that you're right. We do need to start this. You know? And so that's what I was doing. And he's like halfway sleeping. But I'm having this encounter with the Lord. You know? And it's just like, it, I didn't see God. I don't have as many visions as Nick has. I have had, I have had some visions. But it's like, you could just feel the presence of God in the room. You know, a lot of times when I experience God, it's like this feeling. It's like this unction in my belly. It's like a knowing, you know, and that's how I experience God for the majority of the time. And um, I used to think that's just me thinking that that's not the Lord, you know. So little by little, as I started stepping out, I was like, that was Jesus. Yeah. What? I hear from God, mm -hmm. you know, because so many times you think, oh, I don't even hear from Lord. I don't hear from God. But you are hearing from the Lord. You just don't know. You don't realize that it's the Lord speaking to you. You know? Like, oh, shift to here and shift to there and do that. You think it's just a good idea for, from, coming from you. You know? And you'll know when it's the Lord because it's like you look back and you're like, man, he was setting me up. The whole time. He was setting everything up and I didn't even realize it. You know? So anyways, yes. I got the encounter and then we had... We started in our home, and it became too many people for one for our living room, basically. Um, and when we, we were sitting there, and we are like, wow, well, what are we doing? We could either pay for our house, or we could pay for a building. That was the choice. And guess what? We, we did face the same test, that rich young ruler. Sell everything you have. Well, you, are you willing to give up anything for me? So we sold and gave away everything we had. We moved into my parents' place. So that we can afford a building for the people. So what you're sitting in today, oh, nice, wonderful. You walk in for the first time thinking, lovely. 
but do you know the price that was paid 15, 16 years? Do you understand the price that we've paid along the way to get here? And this isn't the end. Having a nice building to sit in isn't the end. At the end of the day, it's about reaching our city. And you know what? We don't need 10,000 people to do it. We need a group of people that are on fire for God that understand Jesus is coming back and that this thing is about the harvest. It's not about anything else. It's not about having cool buildings. It's not about clicky, clicky groups and coffee. It's not about any of that stuff. At the end of the day, it's about souls. And God has set things up with us, with the Youth Development Center and everything that we've started, because Misty had a vision for that too. We went away to a conference, and we were actually very disappointed at the conference. Look at the person next to you and say, you can get offended. You can get offended. When stuff doesn't go your way. When stuff doesn't go your way. So we went to a, we flew to Texas to go to a summer camp meeting. Pastor Rodney was going to be preaching. He's doing a signs and wonders camp meeting. I felt we needed to go to this conference. We get there. He got stuck in Africa doing 50 days of glory and going on national television. So he didn't fly back for the conference. We purchased tickets and hotels, and we flew all the way out there to go see the man. Look at the person next to you and say, you don't need to be looking at a man. You need to get your eyes on Jesus. Because if you look at people, you're going to get offended. Right? So we go all the way out there. We find out he's not coming. So his associate pastor ends up preaching the meetings, and we're sitting there bummed. Bummed, like, ah. And we're like, suck it up. It's not about the man. It's not about the man. Suck it up. You're going to receive. <laughs> you know, that's so what we're we come ourselves. back Sunday morning. <laughs> we're, we had worship, whatever. Misty calls the youth out to pray for them. And she lays her hands on this one, one young lady who didn't believe. She wasn't a believer. She was an atheist. She said she felt the power of God flow through her, hit the girl, and come back and hit her. And she went out underneath the power of God. And that's where she had a vision where she saw an endless line of young people coming towards her. And that was the impartation she received so that we would start Club Pure, the Youth Development Center. Are you with me? And so here we are now, 2009, 12 years later. We've established the business. We've got all these things set up in place. We have a private Christian school. We have preschool. We're reaching kids from infants all the way through high school. But we need buildings to house all these kids. That's why we're believing for the building in Port St. Lucie, because the Lord spoke to me that we're moving from renting to owning. Are you with me? So why do we need to own that building? Because there's massive expansion that we need to get ready for. Because there's a move of God getting ready to hit the next generation. And we need to have space to bring these kids in. Are you with me? Because the move is going to happen with our kids. Look at the person next to you. Say, the move, the move. is going to happen with our kids. And we are the ones that are going to be the wisdom. We're the ones that are going to be around this move of God. Setting things up to keep it protected and keep it moving. Because they, they're not going to understand what to do when it comes. And they're going to need the wisdom around it to keep it burning. Do you hear me? The thing that I struggled with when, when, when I was a youth minister was anytime the Spirit of God was moving, there were people in the church that were senior that told me to pull it back. And we're not pulling it back. We're going to see the move of God hit, and we're going to let God do what He needs to do. Can you say amen? amen? So 
Misty and I, what we're talking about today is unity and agreement in your marriage. What are you doing for the kingdom of God? What are you as a married couple, as a single person, have you fully laid down your life and surrendered it to God? Or is it, I go to church and then I have my life separate? There is no separation between what I do Monday through Friday or Saturday and what I do Sunday. My life is God. It's fully immersed in God. There's no two different people. There's no split personalities. There's no, I do this on Sunday, but I do this during the week. My life is fully invested in the kingdom. It has been fully given to God. And you know what? We have a business in that. We have a family in that. We have a church in that. But all of that stuff has sprung up because we gave our lives to God in the beginning. And it doesn't matter where you are. If you're single, fully give your life to God. If you're married and brand new to this, fully give your life to God. And start where you are and give your life towards the kingdom. Because anything that you do for the kingdom of God is going to return to you massive. You will not stand before God and say, God, you owe me. You will be blessed. All these things shall be added unto you. But you can't be 50-50. And the message Pastor Alex and Lauren are bringing on the 25th, I know the message that's coming. And I'm telling you right now, that thing is going to set people free like you've never seen. Yes, amen. Uh-huh. You miss that, you're going to have to listen to it on on audio stream stuff. I'm telling you right now, you need to be here the 25th and the 26th because there's something that's going to break off you that you don't even know you're carrying. And there's coming a unity to this house like never before. Because what you're going to see that weekend, you're going to realize some things that have been there and you're going to see it so clearly and there's a big shift coming on the inside of you, how you see the church and how you see the kingdom. Can you say amen? And you know, you don't have to be perfect because obviously I wasn't perfect and God was still using me, but you have to be willing and you have to be, you have to have that heart of saying, all right, Lord, as you reveal to me what's in me, I'll lay it down. I'll lay it down when you reveal it and he's going to start revealing things to you. And it's not for you to be like, oh, beat yourself up and be like, oh my gosh, I'm not worthy to do this. No, it's for you to say, yes, Lord, remove that from me. Here's something else. I give it to you. I give it to you. I give it to you. That's all it takes is a willing heart, not a perfect person. Amen? So Misty and I are in agreement. Misty and I are in unity. And that is the secret sauce. Look at somebody next to you and say, the secret sauce. So what we're doing now (laughs) is we're taking you to our treasury room. Everybody say the treasury room. And we're opening the secret door to the treasures. All right? And there's these truths that we carry that are treasures in us. You can take everything we have in the natural, but the things that we have as secret truths that we carry as treasure, these things will produce for us all the time. You look at everything that we have, everything that we've built over 21 years. When I came to America, I came actually in debt. I had like 20 bucks in my hand. That's all I had. I had a word from the Lord. I had a dream from the Lord. And I owed my mother like $600 for my plane ticket. (laughs) Is that funny? So I told my mother that I would pay her back. So I came here in debt following God's will for my life. It cost me everything. 
I left my family. I left everything behind to go where God was sending me to go. And here we are. I, I found a wife on that journey. The Bible says that when you find a woman, you find a good thing. Say, good thing. Good thing. And you get favor from God. So I'm highly favored. I don't know if you guys are favored, but I am favored. Any men out there, you favored? So I am highly favored of the Lord. Amen. And that was great. I don't know where I was going with that. But anyway, we're going there. Secret sauce. So we're sharing the secret sauce with you this morning. And the secret sauce is unity. Yes. Power of agreement. Anytime we've moved into anything that, that even if it's little, we've come into agreement. Even like say you're going to buy a car. You need to be in agreement that you're going to get a car. You don't just go out and buy a car, right? So, you know. Surprise. If you, now, the same thing. If you make I a save 50000 Sorry, baby. So this is the thing. The power of agreement is even if you do something that you're not supposed to do, you still said, we're in agreement. We're in yes. this together. We're going to make it through together. Exactly. Amen? So when it fails, you don't fight each other. You say, yeah, yeah we got into this mess, mess together. We're going to get out of it. Right? Exactly. It's not like, oh, I told you so. You shouldn't have done it. Yeah. And stand there waiting for the other person to fail. No, we're going to either win together or we're going to fail together or we're going to come through it together. Yes, and we've had some failures together. Yep. We've also had a lot of wins together. Yep. Man, those moments where the Lord comes down and speaks the word that this is what you're going to do, you're going to sell everything and, and do this journey, you know, we are like, all right, we're holding hands. We're like, let's jump in the water together. Let's take the step together. And you walk on the water together and you celebrate together at the end. Amen. And so we've seen the Lord take us from having nothing to where we are today managing millions. You hear what we're saying? Psalm 133 says, Behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil upon the head running down the beard, the beard of Aaron running down to the edge of his garments. It is like the dew of Hermon. Hallelujah. Mm. Descending upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord has commanded his blessing, even life everlasting. So the Lord wants to bless you, but the blessing yes. is going to be found in unity. Unity with your spouse. That's why choosing your spouse is very important if you're single. Yes. If you're single and you're choosing a spouse, you've got to make sure above all else that you have the same belief system. Yes, you have to be equally yoked. Equally yoked means you believe the same way in everything. You can't have, like, compromise in there. You have to choose that you're going to believe the same way. And if you're not sure how you believe, then you need to get new beliefs together. Amen? Because there were some things that I grew up with and some things that Nick grew up with. And even though we were children of God and we both believed in the same God, we still didn't believe the same way on some things. So we had to choose to get into to agreement, agreement and believe the same way. And we based our belief system on what the word of God had to say. So then it was easy to lay down the things that weren't the beliefs of, of God. That settled it. Okay, it's not your way and it's not my way, it's his way. Correct. Proverbs 4, 7 says, wisdom is the principal thing. Get it and with all you're getting, get understanding. Knowing the word is important, 
But it's not so you can quote scripture, show off, or argue with people. Can anybody say amen? Mm. You have to get the practical understanding of how to apply the word to your life so you can be successful. The principles that you use as your foundation to make decisions are very important. Yes. The way you think and come to conclusions on the direction you're taking will determine if your life and marriage is built on a solid foundation that will stand through the tests that life will throw at you or if it will collapse when you have a gentle breeze. Yes, there was times where we're like, I'm like, I don't want to persevere in this. I'm done. I love you, but I hate your calling. I heard that a few times. Amen? Yeah, so, but I had to come to the place where I'm like, no, this is where we're going to do, and this is what we're doing. Amen. And so agreement is the secret source. Say that. Agreement, agreement is the secret source secret to sauce. success. You and your spouse need to be in agreement concerning the things that you do. The enemy wants to keep your relationship divided. And Jesus said, a house divided against itself cannot stand. So if I'm pulling this way and she's pulling that way, there's no agreement. We're, we're going in two different directions. That's why it's important for the man of the house to have vision. Mm, very good. And the vision isn't about making money. The vision should be tied to the kingdom. Your life is not found in earning money and buying nice things. Look at somebody and say, life, life. is not about meat and drink. It's not about, meat it's not about stuff. It's not about stuff. It's about righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Oh, that's good. The Bible says, John 17, 3, Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the one and only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. So your life is found in God, and in that relationship, everything flows from it. Right? Misty and I found that relationship. She found a relationship with God. I found a relationship with God. And together, we got into the flow of what God had for our lives. But it was tied to the kingdom. Everything that we have built has been built by God speaking to us, God showing us things for the purpose of the kingdom. And we're coming into that season now where we're going to see the youth set on fire, starting a youth ministry and launching outreach in our community to see a move of God to bring in the next generation. Amen. Are you with me? And we as a body, we don't have to be a big group. We just need to be in unity. Can yeah. you say amen? You can take five people. That's it. And I'm telling you, the movement can start. And so Misty and I have been going in the same direction from the beginning. And as we've been walking, we've been discovering things. Because we've been running for God, God has been running towards the light. Anything that has been a shadow or something of the past gets stripped off on the journey. Can you say amen? So you don't come to God perfect, but you run to God with all your might. And on the journey, God is make, taking you from glory to glory, from faith to faith. Can you say amen? And our marriage relationship has gotten better over the years. It gets better and better and better. If your relationship is not growing, it's dying. Can you say amen? And so just like you get saved, you're, you're, you're a Christian, you have to stay in unity with the Father and not allow things to divide your relationship. Well, it's the same thing. Misty and I are married. We have a covenant of marriage, but we've got to make sure we don't allow things to come between us to divide us. 
So you have to protect that relationship. You have to protect unity in your home, especially between the two of you. Because if the house falls, everything that you build together fails. I had a friend one time who was like, I love you, but I just don't like your husband. And I actually, like, we had a great time together, you know, but she's, I just, I just don't want to see him anymore. I don't want, like, I'm like, well, then you can't see me anymore. That's how it works. This was, this is more important than any other friendship that's out there. Amen. And anything that gets in between the relationship has to go. Has to get cut off. Whether it's friends, work. Jobs, whatever. That's how it works. Second Corinthians 6.14 says, Do not try to work together as equals with unbelievers, for it cannot be done. How can right and wrong be partners? How can light and darkness live together? How can Christ and the devil agree? What does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? How can God's temple come to terms with, a pagan, with pagans' idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God himself has said, I will make my home with my people and live among them. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. So it's very important that you get your belief system fixed. Because if, if I'm still believing things from the world system that I grew up under, and I bring that into the marriage, it's going to divide us. We're going to be living in the world, doing worldly things. But God wants to separate us out of the world system way of doing things to discover His way of doing things and then doing it together. So as a married couple, you might start off and you're like, you both don't know God. But as you're growing towards knowing God and in your relationship with God, you're going to build a brand new life. You're saying, I'm leaving my mom's ways, my dad's ways, my customs, my culture, and we're developing something brand new in Christ Jesus. Yes. That is built on a solid foundation. And you surrender your life to do the will of God and the work of God. And you will never lack a single thing in your life. Amen. You might face challenges. You might face Goliath. But Goliath's head is coming off. Can you say amen? You're going to go as a couple. And you're going to go destroy the plan and the purposes of the enemy holding people captive. And you're going to bring in God's plan and will to set the captive free and establish some brand new structures. And we're, I'm prophesying to you, we're going to shake this city to the core. We're going to break our children out of slavery to sin. Yes. And we're going to see our children get set on fire and come into the kingdom of God. Amen. That's what Missy and I are doing. Yes. And today in this moment, our hearts were broken together to reach the lost. To equip us for where we're going together. Amen. You are witnesses. <laughs> you say amen. Amen. So our message is probably all jacked up and messed up this morning. Yeah, but I feel like we're like up and down, up and we're down. We're here, there, and everywhere. But yeah. Whatever you need. Today I just said, Holy Spirit, you are in full control. Because I'm tired. So, you know, the best thing is when you have nothing left of you, and the only thing you have to trust is the Holy Spirit. That's the best place to be. So the reason you need to be in unity is so you can take faith risk together. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Say faith risk. Faith risk. So what is faith? The risks that come with faith. Everybody takes risk in life. You're going to, you know, get into a marriage. It's like you're taking a risk. I mean, 
I know who you are now, but who am I going to wake up to tomorrow after we get married? <laughs> I mean, it's like, woohoo, that, that was just to get you. Now that I've got you, this is the real me. All of a sudden, me. you got the granny panties on, <laughs> and you know, you're like, hey, shave on my legs. What you mean you need, you want smooth legs? Uh-uh. You know? That went south very quick. I was just saying, you know, because that's what happens when you get married. The man's like, what, you want me to open your car door? I'm like, yes. For, I want it open every time we go to the car. That wasn't just you know, while we not, were dating. Not just while we're dating. You done got me and now you don't want to open my car door? Uh-uh. That's not how that works. You know that hygiene is important in a marriage, right? In yes. a household, like brushing your teeth, smelling good, looking decent. Can you say amen? Yeah, you're going to gain some pounds and lose some hair. But at yeah. the end of the day, you need, get... you need to protect your marriage covenant. Can you say amen? <laughs> you can't let stuff come between you. And if or the only reason why you started dating her is because the way she looked and what you wanted to get from her, you started on the wrong foundation because the outside is going to fade. And if you don't know what's on the inside, you might just be left with ugly. U-G-L-Y. <laughs> and there's nothing you can do about ugly. Can you say amen? And ugly is being nagging, whining, selfish, tempered, angry. That you can't live with. Yeah, and you know, women, you might be left with lazy. Oh, come on now, Dopey, sleepy, and grumpy. Always on the couch, watching TV, playing video games. Uh Uh-uh. If I'm cleaning, you cleaning. That's how it works. I work, you work. Yes. Yes, that's that's our unity. So... (laughs) Now, if you are, you know, your husband works, then yes, you need to take care of the house. You're a housewife. You're a mom yeah, taking care of the that's kids. Yeah, that's what you chose as your job. Yeah. So you got to work just as hard as he works, right? But if you both working, then it, it is, is harder. I was like, dear Jesus, no. I did like one year home with Blade, and I was like, I need to go to work. I need to go to work. I don't like this. I like to earn my own money. Now, not Ooh, my money. Yeah, let's, let's get talk into about that. money. Yeah, let's get into that. Let me read the scriptures first. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, I need to contribute. I felt I feel good when I'm actually make. I like making money. It's just in me. Yes. It's God has called me to be a businesswoman. Come on, baby. And that it's just in me. So, like, I used to like idolize these women that could stay home, and I'm gonna be like, Jesus, why can't I be like them? You know, two weeks of being home, I'd be, you know, the first two weeks, everything's done. House is clean, laundry's done, food on the table. Everything in order. Man, everything's in order. After two weeks, I started to get bored, and I'm like, I don't know what's wrong with me. And then depressed. Sorry, honey. I'm just, you know, I just was so tired, I couldn't cook and cook today. What have you been doing all day? I'm like. Like you were home all alone, but you're (laughs) tired? It's just, it wasn't in me to do that. So I realized I need to get out and work. You know, I didn't care if it only paid for daycare for part-time fee. I need to get out of the house and have purpose for me. So that didn't work for her. But let's talk about finances. Matthew 6, 21. For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. You cannot be divided in your finances when it comes to your marriage. Mm. My money, her money. Our money. Amen. It doesn't matter what past you've had together. You have to work on it together to overcome those things. But if your money is divided, your hearts are divided, your marriage is divided. 
This is my account, that's your account. That's not how it works, I'm sorry. It's all one. And man, if you spend the money, you should get beaten. Woman, if you just go and spend the money, you should get a beating. Because you cannot be irresponsible. The mistakes you make affect the, the person that you're married to. And the person that you're married to made the decision they're doing life with you. And if you take them down a wrong road because you just want to be selfish, remember you're taking your wife and your kids down that road with you. And that ain't right. You've got to be responsible and you've got to think about your household and what's more important. And paying your bills, having lights on, and the rent is important. Can you say amen? And man, you were created to carry the weight. Men are designed to carry heavy things. The woman isn't designed to carry that. That means in the natural and in the spirit. Woman, your woman should not be carrying the couch across the living room. If you're sitting there watching your wife carry in heavy groceries, you should be beaten. Why? Because you need to be her strength and you need to cover her with your strength and you need to pick up the heavy stuff that she should not be dealing with. Can you say amen? And some women, you need to let them do it for you, you know? Because in the beginning, I'd be like, uh-uh, I got I'm this strong. by myself. I got this. I Check can my handle own it. oil. <laughs> Check my own oil. <laughs> and so these are things that you've got to work through in your marriage. There's responsibility in the house. That responsibility has to be done. Can you say amen? And if I just leave it all on her or she just leaves it all on me, well, I'm, I'm, he's going to do it. Oh, she's going to do it. And then you walk into the house and it's a disaster. Fred knows how to vacuum. You are the man. He knows how to cook too. And so here's, here's what we're saying to you. You need to fight for unity in your household. Yes. Can you say amen? Because if you're unified, you can move forward and achieve yes. great things. You are unshakable. But if you're not unified, then you're going to be stuck. You're going to be fighting each other, and that's the breathing ground for the enemy to steal, kill, and destroy. Can you say amen? amen. All right. Amen. I think we delivered the package. Yes, I think so. The package has been delivered. Yes. Which is in French because somebody was so like, what somebody was he asked saying us, the what is the package? Just so you know, it's French for package. And it's not French. And it's not French. It's All right. Stand up this morning. We're going to pray for you and let you exit yes. the building. I don't know what just happened this morning. I really don't. And if you're single, man, can you run? It's true. Yes. Yes. You can do mighty things for the Lord. Amen. Yeah, let me read this script. This is not a scripture. But it's, it's something that I've seen posted and I thought it was good. Single people, until you get comfortable with being alone, you'll never know if you're choosing someone out of love or loneliness. Anyway, it's not scripture, it's just a thought. I'm so excited. So anyway, I don't know what happened today. Those of you watching online, you missed the whole first thing. We got hit by the power of God. We got wrecked. Our message went out the window. The well, we got wrecked. Yeah. Did anybody else get wrecked in the place? Because, I mean, I was wrecked. I got messed up. And then when you get messed up, you don't know if you're coming or going or where my notes are or what's happening because you're just smashed. 
and God breaks your heart, you know. And um, at the end of the day, there's a deposit that got made in you today. Amen. It's through the foolishness of preaching that people's lives are impacted. Yeah. Yes. And so we might look foolish here today, but there was a deposit that was made in your heart by the Spirit of God today because we were broken by God today. Amen. And, you know, whether what we said made sense or not, or if it flowed together or not, it came out of us today. And it's going to shift your life this week. Yeah. Can you say amen? amen? Because I'm not relying and trusting in my ability. I'm relying and trusting in the Holy Ghost's ability yes. to touch your heart and shift your heart. Yes. Amen? And I want you to know there is a cross, and there's power at the cross for you to come and lay the old life down and pick up a brand new life yes. in Christ Jesus. Amen? amen? And where there's division in your household, you need to fight to fix that. Yes. All right? Yes. Out of all the things that we've shared today, the secret sauce, all right? Yes. The sauce, baby. The sauce is unity boss. source from the boss yes, is no unity what faith risk we take we're like this all right we agree, we're jumping right? together all right it doesn't matter if we end up in a tent at the end of the day we're in this together but we're not ending up in a tent no, we because don't we end heard up in the god and we we're taking god. the risk but together. you know what we pump each other up and we're like with you i can do anything yeah i got this yeah it's true you know and because and i know her versa. strengths and she knows my strengths and when we tackle something i know what i need to do and she knows what she needs to do like yesterday when we were working over at our Port St. Lucie location getting things ready, there's certain things that I, that I see. I walk by and there are these two massive heavy boxes sitting there that have been there for three days that nobody's moved. Why have they not been moved? Because there's predominantly ladies in the building. So where is the man to pick up the boxes and take them to where they need to be? So I see that and I'm realizing this is my strength. Let me fix the problem because when customers walk in on Monday with 300 children, there cannot be big boxes in the hallway, and I cannot have those big boxes there because it's going to block traffic. And then even better, he was like, what are those boxes? And I'm like, it's a new gazebo. So now I know he's going to come help us put the gazebo together. Yeah, I was ready to get it done already on Friday. But there were more important things that needed to be done first. And so that wasn't top priority. So that's how the relationship has to flow. There's things that you want to do together to move forward, and you're both giving 100% and you're serving one another. You're giving your strength, and they're giving their strength, and together you do great things. Yeah. And he would have stayed there all night, you know, wearing himself out completely to do that. But I was like, babe, let's get wisdom this time. We can't eat the whole elephant at one time. It will happen. And we, we had to get ready shade. for this this morning. Amen? Yes. And by the way, this is a testimony because I promise you, this is my first Sunday service that before summer camp that I've probably attended. In nine in, years. In nine years. Normally, the week before summer camp, you do not see me like two, three weeks in advance. And I never normally miss the, I never normally make the Sunday service because I'm working, preparing for, for those for, kids. For Monday. So this is awesome. <laughs> Lift your hands to heaven. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, every strategy and plan of the enemy to divide homes and divide relationship between you and them, I curse it at its roots and I command it to dry up in the name of yeah. Jesus. And Father, all the fruit that it's producing, causing division, it is now fruitless and powerless. And I thank you, Lord, that you're bringing unity to every household. I thank you, Father, that all division is broken by the power of the Spirit. 
Holy Spirit, I ask you to show people the areas that you're shifting them into. Reveal the blind spots so they can see where the enemy is stealing and they're able to put that under their feet. I thank you for the power to break through by the anointing being released into your people today in Jesus' name. I speak blessing over your households. I speak prosperity over your household. I speak increase over your household. And Father, I thank you that husbands and wives and families are selling out to the kingdom and they are getting kingdom as their primary focus and that they're going to do mighty things. Mighty things through every household. Even as you're using Misty and I to do great things, I pray, God, that you would deposit faith in their hearts, no matter what age they are, Father, and show them the things that you have for them, God. Let them dream together and do great things together for your kingdom. We decree and declare this city will be shaken. We declare the move of God is coming to this city. We see a tidal wave coming to this city. We see the youth being set on fire. We see high schools shaken. We see households shaken. We see primary schools shaken. Every child in this community, God, let them be touched with your fire and your presence. Let it shift and shake this city to its core. In the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, that you give every person in this room a holy boldness to preach your word. In the mighty name of Jesus, I declare that every person under the sound of my voice will preach the gospel and lead people to Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, they are stepping out of the identity of their sin and they are stepping into your identity. And I declare today by the mighty name of Jesus that they will preach the gospel. And a holy boldness will rise up on them, and they will not care who criticizes them. In the mighty name Name of Jesus. Jesus. Thank you, Father. Raising up a mighty tribe right here. The Gideon 300. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. All right. That was epic. You see, we're breaking into it, and they're breaking into it. That's how it works. So the thing, the thing that's going to happen is your heart is going to break for the loss. It's being broken now. Because it's no longer about your identity or what people think about you. It's about their souls being saved, that they don't miss heaven. Amen. That's what love is. Love is willing to take a beating to see somebody saved. Right? And God will protect you and cover you. But family, if, we're, if we don't have this fixed, then we can't reach anybody. Mm. And this family series is about fixing the house so you can yes. step outside with power to help yes. other households. Amen. I'm just so glad to be a part of the family. No matter what you're going through, I got you and you got me too. What's up with the family?